It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Right side, Darren, catch and shoot three. No, Hood has it, six seconds left. No timeout called. Hood goes to the front court with two. Rises, fires, hits with .8 seconds left. Rodney Hood! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 12th of April, the final day of the regular season. 82 games in the books. It's Jazz Spurs tonight with a little help from the Kings. We'll look at that. Some rotation questions, health issues, playoff situations, run around the NBA, all on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider, final game of the regular season. 82 games in the books, and we get to keep going this year. How great is that? I'm fired up. Uh, by the way, great ticket package. You can get tonight for half price if you buy game one of the playoff tickets. Uh, and, I, you know, that could be a week from now if we don't have home court, so it's not as though you have to go twice in a short period of time. So if you're looking for something fun to do, that should, that should be great. Uh, I kind of laid out, we'll do it, that Rudy, uh, we didn't talk enough yesterday. We talked about that Steve Kerr quote on, uh, Quinn Snyder, the Rudy Gobert, uh, Kevin Durant on Rudy Gobert. I want to touch on, uh, today. That was just terrific. Uh, kind of run back through the season a little bit. Uh, there's some notes I think are, are interesting as I was prepping for last night's game. So we'll do all of that, uh, on today's show. Today's show is, uh, brought to you by Jamalto. My my friends at Jamalto are back. Uh, really, Dan Spence is the local sales manager uh, for Jamalto, and Jamalto has a, been a really interesting company because I've learned a bunch by being involved with them. They're a global leader in digital security. So, you know, this world's nuts, and we have the vast range of technology and everything that's going on, and you need security. And uh, it's been being done, frankly, incorrectly by much of the world. They are going to protect you once the breach happens and protect all your critical data. Too difficult to try to protect the exterior uh, from the breach ever happening. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about them as we continue. But they're the sponsor of today's program. We greatly appreciate it. Super piece out there by Jonathan Sharks on uh, kind of the on the ringer on the unknown things about the jazz. It's really, really well done. I'll touch on that a little bit today as well. Uh, We always like to open the show with pins across the world. If you haven't sent yours in, please do. I don't know how many more pins across the world will do. We might just move on to something new at some point here. It's been two years. Seems enough. So we're probably in the last days of it. So make sure you send yours in at dlock09 at gmail.com. David, I wanted to update my pin. My name is Chris Kokerhans, and my previous pin was in Lehi, Utah. My wife, two daughters, and I moved to Costa Mesa, California last June for a promotion. I've taken my jazz fandom with me. I have a Clippers fan at my church here. Our relationship has been rather strained lately due to obvious reasons. Also, funny story today. I once saw you at Vivint 
Arena bathroom before a game, said hello, and you gave me a look like, why are you speaking to me in the bathroom? Hindsight? Totally justified response. Thanks for the podcast, Daily Listen, as I travel to L.A. Um, to visit my clients. That is from Chris. By the way, the other one I had the other day, I was walking across the street in San Francisco, and some guy's like, Locke! And so if whoever you are out there in San Francisco that tapped me on the shoulder and said, Locke, you must be a listener to this, so uh, please send me a note and let me know who you are. It was really funny. We were like in the middle of an intersection. Tap me on the back. Locke! I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then by the time like either of us could figure out how a way to say hi, we were on the other sides of the street, and there was no way uh, to get that done. Locked on Podcast Network announcement. We have launched our first uh, MLS podcast. Uh, it's called Locked on Sounders. So if you're a soccer fan, uh, Dave Clark does a wonderful job. Uh, he'll be kind of overlooking the MLS aspect of uh, the Locked On podcast network on the soccer end of things. So if you're a soccer fan, uh, that is there for you now and building a little bit. All right. Uh, I wanted to just kind of run through the season and remember um, what some of the favorite plays uh, of the year were, fa- favorite moments of the year in everyone's mind uh, and, and see what everybody had to say. Uh, the Rodney Hood game winner in Dallas, I'd say, is probably uh, the one that jumps out to me as one as one play. And maybe we'll, we really probably should do this tomorrow. For all we know, we have more plays uh, coming today, hopefully. And maybe even Sacramento upsetting the Clippers late at the night and we find out we're hosting at home. That's what we need. If you didn't know that, we need Sacramento. This is two years in a row, by the way, that we're relying on Sacramento on the final night of the regular season. I'm not sure that's the best of ideas. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if people feel as though we've been particularly consistent this year. Um, the injuries have, have kind of riddled the Jazz. Uh, and there have been – feels like it's been a roller coaster. Maybe that's just 82 games. Uh, But I was looking and noticing that if you look at what the Jazz have done month by month, there's a a few things I thought were interesting here. Month by month, November they were ten and six, December ten and five, January nine and six, February seven and four, which is the exact same. It's about ten and six. March they were ten and six. It's really within kind of a game of being the exact same every single month this season. Uh, When you look at the offense and the defense, the offense fluctuated a little bit in November was 107.8, 107.8. January was 105.8. February got a little better, 110. March went back to 107. April's been a little higher. Defense, 99. December, 102.9. January, 102.9. February, 101.9. March, 104. A little less good. And then recently, last five games of defense has not been as strong. Offenses usually get better in the second half of the season. Uh, So I I thought that was just kind of when I was scanning and looking at the season and trying to see, you know, where we were and what we've done, I I, I was a little surprised at just how, you know, kind of consistent. There there was a 10-game stretch from game 31 to 40, which when I broke it down into 10-game stretches, our differential was 5 and then 8 and then 5. That can just one game against you. And then we did have the game 31-40, to 40, which uh, had a lot of road activity. We were 1.8. So that, that stretch right there. Then we went back up to plus 6. Then we went back up to plus 8. And then game 61-70, to 70, which was another heavy road, brutal schedule, we dropped to .2. But then 71-80 to 80 went back to plus 5. So there does seem to be kind of, despite all of the injuries and all – 
everything else that's taken place this year, there does seem to be this kind of remarkably higher level of consistency than uh, what I, I think a lot of us felt this year. Um, it seemed, it, you know, it's interesting that, that that's where, I, I guess I would not have you asked me if this season was consistent. I, I don't think my answer was yes. This is what I, I'm sharing. I, I, so, and I was wrong. There, here we go. Um, because looking at it, I, I do actually think we're pretty darn consistent. Um, the, uh, the, the injuries, some losses along the way, um, and I think the schedule just made it feel as though that might not have been the case. It was interesting also, Bowler did a great job. It was fun to him here, and he and Gordon yesterday, and you know, that we're one game short of what we needed, right? You know, if we win one, if we had, uh, it could, could turn out to be two, but as of right now, we're just one game short. And so you just kind of start looking through the losses in the schedule and, and wondering, oh, what if we, you know, where, where are the games we gave back? Same time, uh, I don't feel like there's that many. I think, uh, I think it's easy to look at it and say, well, gosh, I wish this or that or but I kind of take the opposite approach, which is we have one of the best records in the NBA against teams that are below 500. So if teams below 500 this year, the Jazz are 36 and nine. That's pretty. Like the Warriors have lost five, the Spurs lost eight, the Rockets lost seven, the Clippers have lost 18. The Jazz lost 9, the Thunder lost 13, the Grizzlies lost 15, the Blazers lost 16. The reason we're sitting in the 4th or 5th seed is because of the fact that we won games against below 500 teams. That more often, at a rate really higher than anyone else in the NBA other than the Warriors, we beat below 500 teams. So I actually would say that while I agree with Craig's concept that you could go back and find games, it's not many to find. Right? So the Spurs against above 500 teams are 33-8 and eight, and we're 36-9. and nine. So they're a li- they, they might be a little better. Listen, the Warriors are better. The Rockets are 34-7, and seven, and as I said, we're 36-9. and nine. So those three teams who are better than us, or were this year, and if healthy, I think two of them still might have been, uh, we we ended up surviving because of, I, I think what I would say is kind of consistency against less good teams. You know, who are those losses? Opening night against Portland – uh, at Charlotte in the middle of a road trip, uh, just got beat. Went four and one on that trip. Pretty hard to complain. The Chicago classifies below five hundred. They just had our number this year. We just did not play them well. Um, at Denver on the back end of a back to back, lost to Miami at home. That one wasn't good. You know that that one eleven one oh one eleven one ten. 
Uh, Goran Dragic tore us up. I'll bet you if we look at who played that game, we were lacking a lot. Uh, missing a bunch, my memories, we were missing our entire backcourt that game. And I hate to go back to the injuries just as the excuse. Um, but you, it's like, how, how did we lose to Miami? Well, we lost to Miami because Dante Exum uh, started. George Hill and Rodney Hood did not play. Uh, Joe Johnson started as our three, and uh, we couldn't stop Goran Dragic, who had 27 points against us in, in that game. Uh, your next one is the loss at home against Sacramento. And that's that probably is the one that looks at more than any other. Uh, the schedule wasn't particularly crushing at that point in time. Uh, we had played the Warriors. We were on a back end of a back-to-back. We played the Warriors the night before. They were fresh. You know, you can only take the scheduling thing so far. Um, the injury thing was real that night. There was no Rodney Hood. There was no Dante Exum. There was no George Hill. There was no Alec Burks. I don't know what impact that has, actually. So, and Derek Favors was limited. So, Joe Ingles and Shelvin Mack were your starting backcourt. And, again, that's when Darren Collison and Ty Lawson torched the Jazz. Um, I went from the five best plays to our worst moments. How did we just do that? That's not as pleasant an experience. Uh, we lost to Toronto. Or, let's see, below 500. Uh, we lost at Denver on a back end of back. We got screwed on the schedule to Denver, frankly. We got ended up at Denver on both times on back-to-backs this year which is just a brutal deal. Uh, Lost to Dallas in overtime at Dallas on the back end of a back-to-back, ending a four-game win streak nearing the end of the road trip or the uh, All-Star break. That one was too bad. Dallas actually turned out to then be playing really well. Uh, We lost to Minnesota on that March 1 game. That's kind of the game everyone looks at like, ooh, what happened? We have not lost at home since then, by the way. Uh, lost at Chicago. Uh, Chicago just played us really well. Um, and that's it. So it's hard to kind of – I don't find a lot, actually. I find the opposite is the storyline to me to the season, is that we're probably one of the few teams that, uh, considering the injuries and considering um, the kind of up-and-down health situations uh, – that was act, was remarkably consistent, and that the any dips and and valleys were a case of the fact that the season schedule forced us into that is is generally my take on where the season is. Uh, our sponsor today is Jamalto. They're the uh, global leader in digital security. They're an international company. They've they've got you know major major clients. Uh, in the Silicon Valley world and elsewhere, Dan Spence is the regional sales manager here in Utah. The, the fact is that uh, according to breach data that came out uh, about a year ago, uh, the breaches have increased 15% uh, in the first six months of 2016 to 2015. I'll, I'll see if I can get those numbers updated. The numbers uh, compromised records, you know, nearly 600 million. It's a breach every 41 seconds. So something's stolen or lost, and you can't protect against the breach. The breach is going to happen. So now you got to face reality. And what you do and what Jamalto does as the global leader in digital security is they come in with a three-step plan to protect your data, your company's key information, when the breach happens. So data encryption is number one. Uh, you encrypt the data, make sure that the important things are, are there, and then they take the important items, your IPs, your important data at rest, and hide it. 
behind the crypto keys with crypto management. And finally, then you have control and access and protect identities, which is important because staffs have turnover. People lose things, um, cell phones. And you are able then to restrict and control uh, with tamper-resistant hardware security to make sure that you are able to get uh, a safe spot where, yes, some people can get in, but not anyone at any time. Over 300 partners in the world, IBM, Oracle, Palo Alto Networks, NetApp. Uh, Jamalto is big time, and Dan Spence is here in Utah to help you out. Give him a call, 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. Glad to have uh, Jamalto still staying uh, with us as a sponsor. By the way, if you, uh, for the playoffs, want to get your company in an advertising uh, on Locked On Jazz, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. We can try to turn something really, really quickly. dlock09 at gmail.com. Uh, here was the comment uh, by Rudy by Kevin Durant about Rudy Gobert. He He's just a load down there, man. He covers up the rim. You can kind of see him. A lot of these big guys, sometimes they drift on the rim a little bit. But it feels like he's always trying to protect the rim. It feels like that he's home in the middle of the paint on the defensive end. I love that line. He's home in the middle of the paint on the defensive end. He's grown so much as a player. When he first came in the league, I didn't think he would be that good. I knew he was long, but I thought his foot speed wasn't where it should be. But, man, he's definitely changed my mind on that. He's an exciting player. Definitely test your offense a lot. You don't want to just run in there and shoot up anything because they could be fa- that could be a fast break for him. He's changed their team. He's the reason why they're so good, along with the rest of the guys. He's a great player. Kevin Durant on Rudy Gobert. There's, there's a few things in there that more than just compliments from the best player in the league or one of the best players in the league that were really specific. One was that a lot of big guys, sometimes they drift on the rim a little bit. It's really true. Big guys, they'll, they'll want to go out. They all, it's hard down there. And Rudy's willing to do hard. And that's what separates Rudy uh, from seemingly everybody else is his willingness to do hard. And, uh, and then the other aspect is just what, you know, the offensive of side of things. I mean, I tweeted out the other day, this is a great offensive player. This is a great offensive player now. And it changes everything. Uh, with the fact that it, the rim roll that he has is a threat that has to be dealt with, and then things can be built off of that. Uh, it will be interesting. Uh, one of the points Jonathan Sharks makes is... is you know, who's Rodney Hood? And I, I think that's we, that's what's going to be fascinating about this group in the playoffs is can someone like Rodney Hood show a level of consistency that he just has not shown this season? You know, Rodney is uh, this year shot 41% of the field. His career average is 41.6. He's right on that. He shot 38% from three. His career average is 37. He's right on that. His effective field goal percentage was 49-7. His effective field goal percentage career is 50. Uh, his free throws were down a tiny bit. His rebound, his minutes played were down from last year's 32 to 27 this year. His rebounds were dead on. His assists were down a little bit. But everything else, I mean, he's pretty similar to who he was a year ago. Per 36 minutes are almost identical across the board. And But the night-in and night-out performances that 
bell curve we talk about with him so much is still pretty wide-ranging. And that's the question of whether or not that can find a level of consistency that we haven't seen. Because if we can get that from him, it would be great. Uh, he has struggled every time he's come back from injury this year. You know, his last two games, uh, before he didn't play the other night, he was 5 of 19. Uh, when he came back from uh, the two games he missed in Cleveland and Chicago, two Jazz losses, he came back. He was uh, the three games back, he was 9 of 27. He had the great game against Sacramento uh, coming back from the injury. But before that, his two games he came back, he was 3 of 16. The two games before that, he was 5 of 18. Or excuse me, nine of eighteen. That actually was a pretty good stretch. He had that twenty. It was two of six. The first game they had a good game. Memphis played for three games and sat out again. Uh, so you know that's been two of thirteen in the time back before that. Uh, now hopefully he can get some rhythm with the time off, play every night, and if the Jazz could get him as you know maybe with a lot of time with Joe Johnson on the floor, and he's your you know third, fourth, fifth offensive option, and he can relieve the burden. That's as big as anyone. You know, Gordon's going to have to be really, really good. We'll talk more about this as time goes on. Gordon's going to have to be really, really good playing against Mba Mute, which he has not been. Gordon has not been good against the Clippers. Mba Mute has gotten into him. He's very good defensively and caused Gordon some some difficulties. Um, the, uh, the, the issue will be whether Rodney, uh, I think, can – Take advantage of J.J. Reddick's weaknesses. Take advantage of Jamal Crawford's weaknesses. In that series, he's he's the probably the most vital player. Uh, if Derek is functioning, he can probably bring us the most upside. But Jeff Withy's okay uh, handling some of those duties. If if Rodney's not going, there's just not another guy on our roster that comes can do that at all. A uh, few things quickly about tonight. Uh, Boston wins tonight, and they are the number one seed. Miami wins tonight. They need Chicago to lose. Uh, So it's going to be tough for Miami to get in, but Chicago's got to lose. Indiana's got some placement there going on as well. Indiana's playing Atlanta. Atlanta's now set. And the Clippers are playing Sacramento. Um, and the Clippers are playing great, by the way. I don't know if everyone's noticed it. They've won six straight. Blake Griffin's absolutely terrific right now. Um, it's as though they've been waiting all season. You know, they came out uh, like a ball fired open the year, then they got bored, and then they've clicked back in is what a little bit of what it looks like. Um, so we'll see whether that happens. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but Paul George got unhappy again last night and got thrown out of another game. Kind of his his nightly uh, his nightly up and downs is something else. In fact, I talked to a voter yesterday who I'll, I'm going to leave his name out, who is not all these things. It means he's not making All NBA. Uh, Hayward is and Gobert is. Gobert's his first team center. So, be interesting to see how that voting all comes out when it does. All right, Spurs Jazz tonight. What did people say for five most interesting plays of the year? Go Bear on Przingis, Hood game winner in Dallas, Gordon Dunks on Thonmaker. Um, Exum's poster on Vonley, Rudy running the floor, Every Ingles, Hayward Alleyoop, Hood buzzer beater, Rudy Tippin. It's good. 
All right, that is today's edition of Locked on Jazz, brought to you by our friends at Jamalto, Dan Spence at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.